Yes. Hello. Josh Holiday Live. In your ear, on your radio, in your headphones, in your car, you cannot escape. <laughs> Unless you change stations or press the off button. So I guess you can when it comes down to things. But why would you want to miss the joy, the utter joy <laughs> this show brings to the world? Ah, you can be part of that joy. By calling our telephone number 6476-YO-JOSH. I'm Josh. That's my number. 647-696-5674. Another week has passed, and here we are. How was your Thanksgiving? I went to the cemetery... Not for Thanksgiving dinner. We didn't take a table over there and set it up and have a a dinner amongst the gravestones. But there's a park in Toronto. Well, I won't say it's a park. Basically, uh, it's like Central Park in New York City, but it's filled with graves. It's the Mount Pleasant Cemetery, and it's huge. Takes up Many, many city blocks, lots of greenery, lots of beautiful trees, and it is treated like a park to be enjoyed. People jog through there, people take walks through there, take their kids in there, take their dogs in there. It's a community cemetery. I know someone who's in that cemetery living a couple of feet underground. Well, the ashes of someone living a couple of feet underground. Uh, My father passed away a couple years ago. More than a couple now. I lose track of time. Uh, He's uh, cremated. He's he's in a little uh, uh, spot there with not a tombstone or anything, just a little plaque on a small piece of of the property there underneath a uh, fire maple tree. It's quite nice, especially in the fall when the when the tree is all red. I already have a spot there, which is right near where his is. So when we walk through there, I can say, well, that's where, that'll be my final uh, small condo here in Toronto. It's an underground condo where my, my ashes will stay if, if, if they don't just throw my body into the uh, compost, <laughs> make some great soil, great soil. Um, the one thing I did notice, though, when we walk through there is there's no accounting for taste. There really isn't. And you can often avoid that 
in your day-to-day life in your ha- in your house or, or wherever you may be sometimes uh, your neighbors will have tacky uh, uh, decorations or tacky um, architecture there's not much you can do about that but in the uh, cemetery there's people from all walks of life and all all kinds of different people and they have different ways of um, memorializing memorializing the dead. There's some amazing tombstones in there. Some really beautiful ones that are that are almost well, they are art pieces of art, statuary, sculpture. There's also some just kind of quirky, cool ones. There's one that's like a uh, a full size couch, like a little a love seat style couch made out of of granite. There's a life-size tire as a great as a gravestone i imagine as someone who was in the tire business uh hopefully it wasn't someone who got run over by a car because that would be really tasteless there is a uh a hockey one where they have a, a statue of a hockey player i believe it was a a russian player who played for uh toronto at one point that's cool and then there's some that uh, look like almost evil. Like there's one where there's a a um, uh, a, f- a winged figure with sort of trollish ears sitting on top of a a high up gravestone. It's cool, but it has sort of like a Halloweeny feel to it. So those are the permanent fixtures there. And there's a wide variety of them, but then there is what I sometimes call junk. People will put on strangest things on top of uh, cemetery plots. Sometimes it, it, it's flowers, but then they, they aren't tended to and they're, they're dead flowers. Sometimes people will put really tacky fake flowers. I've seen flags that get tattered and then toys and then various knickknacks. And I think it's a problem because I'm sure the cemetery staff have trouble drawing the line between, okay, what's actual garbage that's just kind of lying on top of here and what is something that, well, we would feel bad about taking away. Because there is stuff that I would think the majority of people walking through there would think, well, what's that trash doing on top of that, that, that graveyard? Like whether it's like a, a toy car or, or, or what have you. We were also walking through an area, it's sort of a forest, where there are big square blocks, maybe four foot square granite or or whatever rock material it is, blocks. And then there's a number of different little plaques on each of these blocks commemorating or or, uh, noting the ashes that have been spread in that forest. And then on top of those blocks, they're flat. So people put all kinds of junk, whether it's like pictures, and it feels really disrespectful to all the other people who are on that particular monument that you would put very personal kind of you know, f- photographs or dog pictures or, or what have you on top of it. And the other weird kind of creepy thing about that, that forest of ashes is it appears that when some people go in there and they throw their ashes about, 
they're not especially thoughtful about it is maybe the word. There's somewhere it's in the woods, but then there's somewhere it looks like they just took the box and just dumped a big pile of ash on the ground. And there's a bunch of those near the paths. If I was doing it, I would probably take the box and go into a, a, a more secluded part of the, the woody area there and kind of spread it out so that it would actually go into the ground. <laughs> but if you go through there, there's a lot of just piles of human ash that have just basically been dumped. So those are, that's my, my thoughts on graveyards. If you've been a longtime listener to this show, and why haven't you been, is the question. You know that I enjoy trivia. Sometimes I'll, I'll do some trivia on here. I have a, a little segment called Bragging Rights, where we offer you the chance to play trivia for the prize of being able to brag to your friends and neighbors and family members and employers and anyone you really want to brag to. And I go to some trivia nights with some friends. Not all the time. There's one in particular that we go to every two weeks on Tuesdays. We've been going for a long time. We had a, it's basically teams uh, of up to four people. There's a bunch of rounds of, of trivia. You do it on, a, on an app with a, with a live host. And over the summer, we had a, a streak going where we, we won weeks and weeks in a row. So we got our, our uh, bill paid for, our meals, our drinks for the night paid for. When they first started it up, there was uh, actual physical prizes. I won one of those Budweiser goal lights, those, those hockey goal lights that light up when, you're, when your team scores. Although I did give it away because... Uh, I often tape the games, and and that would spoil it if I if I saw that there was a Leafs goal. A couple of weeks ago, went to this trivia, and our team was doing pretty well. We were we were we were right in the running of it. And there's another team that is often quite whiny about the answers. They'll go up to the host and complain. Well, we actually put this because of this and because. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, getting into the minutiae of the trivia questions. So in that particular week, there was a question about uh, the original, uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk. The, an- the actual answer from the trivia host was Eric Bana. Our team put down Edward Norton. The team that was whining put down Edward Norton, and they whined about it. And the host said, okay, well, I'll give you a half a point. So then at a break between rounds, we talked to the host and we said, uh, yeah, we actually put Edward Norton too, so can we get that extra half point? And he said, okay, yeah, yeah don't worry. If, it, if it's close at the end, we'll, we'll give you that, that half point, but you know, we'll just sort of wait and see. So as it turned out, the final uh, round happened and, and he went to read the scores and he says, well, we have a tie. And it was between our team and another team. And so I, I went up there and I said, okay, can we get that half point now? And he said, oh, no, 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 we're going to have a, 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 
we're going to have a tiebreaker. The tiebreaker wasn't any kind of trivia question. It was just, hey, can you guess where I'm born? And it went back and forth between the tables, and and it was just sort of a free-for-all, and the other table won, and we were... uh, we were, we were forced to pay for a, a whole set of four meals and drinks and despite the fact that we we won so this this week this past tuesday one of our strongest members gene the pop culture machine as we call him because he he knows the pop culture inside and out he has a, a an extensive memory of facts that are mostly useful for trivia nights he was angry about the results of, of the, the uh, previous trivia session. So he sat out. One of our other strong musical trivialists, trivialists, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. She was away. So it was just me and another dude who's on our team. And we're kind of like just basically general knowledge people. So, so we thought, well, we're going to go, even though it's half the team, only two people, fighting against teams of, of mostly four people and we're not we're not super uh, super pop culture knowledgeable. Well we went and I guess there wasn't wasn't a lot of uh, uh, other strong pop cultureites there that night because as a two-person team, we took home the prize. Ladies and gentlemen, can I can I hear your applause? Uh, I got my physical this week. Did most of the, the the hard work a couple of weeks ago. Got the blood test, did the urine test, all, all that stuff. I always worry I'm not going to have enough urine to fill the fill the jug. So usually I'll I'll have like a liter of water before I go to the the facility. And you'll be glad to know that it's all clear. We can continue doing this show for years and years to come. And if you don't like the show, I'm sorry that this news may make you unhappy. I'm thinking of doing a new segment. And I thought maybe this week we can we can road test it. I want to call it the dummy of the week. And uh well first uh for, first of all I'll I'll give you a runner up. He's our one of our our least favorite dummies. It's uh, Doug Ford. We talked about a survey or poll, I should say that that, that came out a couple of weeks ago where he was extremely unpopular and people thought he was failing on a number of fronts in 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 uh, particular healthcare and some data has come out on that specific issue and uh, here's here's a clip of someone in the a legislature, the, uh, someone from the Liberals, giving some facts. In short, the data reveals that for the month of August 2022, wait times, emergency department length of stay, time for an admitted patient to move to an inpatient bed, and ambulance offload times were the worst they have ever been when compared to every other August since 2008. The trends generally suggest that this year will continue to be record-breaking in the months to come. 
and there have been no improvements in emergency department wait time performance or ambulance offload times compared to previous Augusts. In the vast majority of cases, things have actually become considerably worse. In short, the... So that means don't have an emergency. If you, if you can avoid having any kind of emergency, hold off. Because right now it's not a good time. If you're thinking of having a heart attack, you're thinking of having a, a car accident, you're thinking of having a sports injury, make the choice not to because uh, the hospitals aren't ready for you. You'll be waiting a long, long time in the hallways and it's all Doug Ford's fault. And the sad thing about it is it's not by accident. There's a very devious plan at work here where Doug Ford wants to help out his his cronies in the healthcare biz, the private healthcare biz. And the way to do that is by making the public health care system collapse and fail so he can swoop in and say, well, it's just not working. I think we need to do some privatization. And that way he can sp- spread the money to uh, uh, his buddies, spread the money around to the corporate interests. You've said this before about politicians. What's the difference between a, a, a good politician and a bad politician? Well, a good politician gets into politics and stays in politics because they want to make the world a better place. They want to help people, help all people, all walks of life. A bad politician gets into politics to help themselves and their buddies. It's about money, not about helping people. And there's a lot of people, not just here, but in the U.S., most of the Republican Party is is in it for the cash. But Doug Ford in particular, he's not a guy who's in it for the people. I mean, (laughs) if you think that, that's a ridiculous thought. There's, he doesn't care about the people in general. He's, he's there to try and uh, make a buck for him and his buddies at the expense of uh, everyday Ontarians. And as we talked about before, it's, it's really hard to uh, get rid of someone like that. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's atrocious. It's really poor, poor leadership here in Ontario. We aren't much better, or they aren't much better out West an even worse situation there. We're going to come back and tell you who our dummy of the week is in just a bit. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Talk that rocks. It's Josh Holiday Live. Crazy in love with Josh. In middle school, he got a boner during a clarinet recital. You need to be heard? Tell your phone to call 647-6-YO-JOSH. Yeah, that's the telephone number. 
more than welcome to call any old time. 647-696-5674. Testing out a new feature here. I'm going to call it Dummy of the Week. You big dummy. And this week the award goes to new premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith. Now, she wasn't elected premier. She took over when Jason Kenney stepped down. And uh, there's a lot of angry Albertans saying, why should we have to put up with her nonsense? Because she's unelected. And she is bat-ass crazy, believes in a lot of conspiracy theories. And uh, on one issue in particular, she said something incredibly stupid this week. Why don't we have a listen to her press conference or part of it? Um, I have a question about vaccine choice and how you want to protect that under the Human Rights Act. I'm wondering how um, vaccine choice... Um, how you see that is equal to something like race, gender, sexuality, which we protect because those are not about choices. Well, I guess the way I look at it is that the community that faced the most restrictions on their freedoms in the last year were those who made a choice not to be vaccinated. I don't think I've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids play hockey or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital or not allowed to go get on a plane to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border. So they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. That's a pretty extreme level of discrimination that we have seen. I don't take away any of the discrimination that I've seen in those other groups that you mentioned, but this has been an extraordinary time in the last uh, year in particular. And I want people to know that I find that unacceptable, that we are not going to create a segregated society on the basis of a, of a medical choice. So yes, she's crazy, absolutely crazy. The most discriminated group she's experienced in her lifetime are people who couldn't get a little shot in their arm. Vaccine babies. The people that did their own research. The the wannabe scientists and doctors. Just the dumbest thing uh, someone said in uh, quite a while. Big dummy. She's uh, not a bright lady. Though she did uh, issue a statement the following day, and I'll read that to you so you have uh, the full story. She says, quote, My intention was to underline the mistreatment of individuals who chose not to be vaccinated and were punished by not being able to work, travel, or in some cases see loved ones. I want to be clear that I did not intend to trivialize in any way the discrimination faced by minority communities and other persecuted groups both here and in Canada around the world or to create any false equivalencies. She goes on. Uh, her opposition have said that's that's not a genuine apology. And if you go to the root of what she, she was saying initially, this, to say that people who didn't get the vaccine are facing discrimination is incorrect. They are facing consequences. 
consequences for the choice not to get vaccinated. Discrimination happens when there's not a choice. You don't have the choice of your the color of your skin, your sexuality, uh, your your disability, whatever the case may be. Something where you don't have a choice. It would be like if Danielle Smith all of a sudden said, "Well, I'm going to fight out for fight for the shirtless." They have, haven't been able to go into restaurants. These these restaurants are discriminating by having signs saying "No shirts, no shoes, no service." What about the people who make the choice not to wear shirts? Who's fighting for them? I want to go to a restaurant shirtless. Why won't you let me? It's discrimination. Some of the worst discrimination I've I've experienced in my entire life. Ugh. The scary thing is more and more politicians and public figures, but more more importantly politicians both here and in the United States, even especially in the United States where um the majority, a vast majority of Republicans on the ballot for the midterms don't believe the election was fair in the United States. These are what we call low information. Uh, uh, they're appealing to low information voters. It's completely fair, despite what some lunatic misinform- misinformed radio host will tell you. But it's happening here as well. Now, Danielle Smith was not elected. But she is in a position of power, and she's she's spreading conspiracies and, and misinformation. And some of the most famous Canadian spreaders of, of disinformation and misinformation are former sports figures. Theo Fleury, he traded in his helmet for a tinfoil hat and is spreading all kinds of nonsense. On Twitter, Jamie Soleil, figure skater, famous figure skater. Uh, she is insane. She she she's on and on about the the vaccines and the discrimination. And this week, both of them are are like, well, reckoning is coming. Now we're finally going to find out. Oh, Pfizer is going to be in trouble, and they're spreading a. Information about a uh, faulty study that that uh, somehow, according to their twisted logic and the twisted logic of the people they retweet, implicates Pfizer in some way. They're also really excited about the uh, hearing into the Emergencies Act, thinking that, oh, now Trudeau's going to get it. The strangest thing about the, the, the Emergencies Act hearings are that they're not really talking to any of the conservative uh, leaders, your Pierre Polyevres, etc., who embed it with the lunatic truckers, the mother truckers, the idiots, clown convoy. And they're not even talking to, to Doug Ford. It happened in Ontario, but but he's not being talked to. Nothing's going to happen. It was a situation that needed to be ended. Can't have these these people terrorizing a city. 
people often talk about back on the vaccines here, the uh, trucker movement was sort of a right-wing anti-vax movement. And a lot of people have said, well, uh, the myocarditis from the vaccine, people, guys are going to get myocarditis from the vaccines. Uh, A new study's come out this week. It says that uh, the coronavirus itself is a far greater cardiovascular threat than the vaccine. Uh, COVID-19 infection results in a seven times higher risk risk of myocarditis compared to COVID-19 vaccination, Penn State College of Medicine scientists report. Uh, process led to the finding that myocarditis risk was 15 times higher among COVID-19 patients, regardless of vaccination status in comparison to those who did not contract the coronavirus. Uh, then they compare the rates of myocarditis separately among those who didn't, didn't receive the vaccine. And they said that myocarditis among vaccinated individuals were only two full, full higher than among the unvaccinated. So, yeah, so the science that keeps coming out isn't helping the causes of these nuts like Danielle Smith, Theo Fleury, and Jamie Soleil. It's only serving to disprove their notions. Yeah. You see Kanye West? A lot of people want to um, blame Kanye West or, or Yee's issues on his mental health. And yes, he's bipolar and uh, he is very often off the meds and is experiencing mental health issues. But that's no excuse for spreading anti-Semitism and hate. No excuse for praising Hitler. It's almost like someone being drunk and saying something and then blaming it. Well, I was drunk when I said it. It's basically the either the alcohol, the drunkenness, or the, the mental health is just removing your filters. So you still have these thoughts and, and feelings, but normally you, you keep them inside. So uh, Kanye West is, is basically become a poster, poster boy for the right wing because he, he's taken up their cause. He's, he's, he's basically gone full Nazi. And that's what a lot of the Republican Party in the States and a lot of the right-wingers here and in the United States uh, are or where they're headed. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, as I've said before, I, I, I get exhausted talking about all these dummies, these people spreading conspiracy theories, uh, these radio hosts who stand up for right-wing causes and, and, and right-wingers, the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> so I, I, I try as much as possible just to, just to avoid the whole thing because it's so, it's so infuriating. And uh, So I'm going to take a break now. We're going to come back. We'll talk about more things like sex and dating and iPhones and food and pizza and all kinds of fun stuff. 
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Josh Holiday Live is in your ear. You got something to say? Call 647-60-JOSH now on Twitter at Josh Holiday and visit joshholidaylive.com. Yes. Live on the home stretch here. Josh Holiday Live, 6476-YO-JOSH, the telephone number to call. Uh, I was inspired by the promo that we just heard for the gardening show. There was a pretty brutal dad joke in there about uh, putting four leaf clovers in a wheelbarrow and pushing your luck. So I thought we'd... uh, we do a few dad jokes here. Uh, what do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. Why do scuba divers always fall backward out of the boat? If they fell forward, they'd still be in the boat. I saved up money for months to buy a limited edition thesaurus, but when I opened it, all the pages were blank. I have no words to describe how angry I am. A slice of apple pie costs $2.50 in Jamaica and $3 in the Bahamas. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, What kind of pants do ghosts wear? Boo jeans. And if those are dirty, they just wear a paranormal trousers. Paranormal trousers. Uh, Justice is a dish best served cold. Because if it was served warm, it would be just water. That one's really bad because for it to really make sense, you have to say just ice is a dish served cold. Blah, blah, blah. All right. A little bit of a, a buffer of, of uh, dad jokes. Apparently, you can't just be a regular employee. You don't just have a regular day as an employee. There's apparently five different types of days that you can have. This according to researchers at Virginia Commonwealth University. Looked at a whole bunch of workday surveys and office workers and discovered that workers tend to cycle through five different kinds of days. Typical days make up 24% of workdays. These are generally forgettable days. Your creativity is at an average level. Motivated enough to be mildly engaged. Ideal days make up 29% of uh, worker days. These are productive days filled with freedom, challenging work, and support from management. Crisis days. This is, uh, on average, 19% of work days. Some good things happen. 
engaging task, but there's more problems present than other days. Something erupts in disaster, or you may think you're doing productive work, but chances are you're not. Mostly on Mondays, I would guess. Uh, Disengaged. If you're feeling checked out at work, you're experiencing a disengaged day. These happen 10% of the time. There are neither pressures nor motivators present, and you just feel bored and unmotivated. I've talked about that one before as a, as a radio host. There's some days, not a lot of them, but where you're in that kind of state of mind where words just aren't coming, you're kind of, your brain is not working properly, but you have to talk. You have to, you have to spend, spend that time talking and, and sharing thoughts and, uh, it's a struggle. I've even on a music station, once I had one of those days where my mind was just not working, I, I had just come back from vacation and there was a flight issue. So I didn't get back the night before my, my shift. I got back early in, in the morning after, after staying in a hotel in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, getting up at 6am and then flying. And it was just a mess. And at the end of the show, I apologize. I said, you know what? I apologize. You expect better of this show. Uh, but today was not one of those days. And, and it sometimes happens. Uh, the worst day for employees, for workers, is uh, toxic work day. 8% of days are toxic, according to this. It's a challenge or conflict combined with a poor work environment that can lead to one of these very bad days. Uh, emotional conflict in particular will do more damage to your day than a task related conflict. And I, I agree. I, I think maybe cause I'm oversensitive sometimes, but, uh, I do find, uh, I'm much more sensitive to, to interpersonal than, than, than job actual like task related events. Uh, did you get the new iPhone 14? The latest phone I was debating. It's been a couple of years. I think I have the iPhone 10 and it served me well and it's still working fine. I was debating because I'm always looking for a, a camera upgrade, a video and a, and a camera upgrade. And it seems to happen with every version of the phone. But in this case, most of the experts were saying the release of the iPhone 14 was underwhelming. Maybe wait this one out. And I agreed. So I will probably wait another year. But there's a new feature on the iPhone 14 that on paper seems to be a cool feature. It essentially alerts police to car crashes. But I guess they didn't take into account that some life events are as jarring as a car crash. Police in Ohio were called to the Kings Island amusement park six times last month when the new safety feature automatically alerted authorities after mistaking the quick and jerky movements of a roller coaster for a car accident. Kings Island is essentially a, like a sister park to Canada's Wonderland here in Toronto. Years ago, I, I worked at uh, Canada's Wonderland uh, in the entertainment department, and uh, a lot of the shows and stuff were, and, and rides were shared between the, the two parks. I don't know if it's still the case, but 
I don't know if you've been on any of the newer roller coasters at, at, at Wonderland lately. That big yellow one for, I, I don't think I can, I used to love, really love roller coasters and was a major roller coaster enthusiast. But the last time I rode that big yellow one, it's not the, the new newest roller coaster, but one of the newer ones, Leviathan maybe it's called, I don't I can't remember, but I had a headache for, for three days after that. I think it gave me a concussion. But uh, the iPhone's new crash detection feature is uh, supposed to be on alert for signs of a crash, including rapid deceleration or a sudden stop. And it automatically dials 911 and shares the location of the device. And if the user doesn't shut the alarm off within 10 seconds, this is what happens. Uh, it's also set off alarms uh, at Kings Island, Six Flags Great America near Chicago, and I imagine uh, other theme parks with extremely jarring roller coasters. Sex. Do you like sex? <laughs> it's okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, I was unaware of this, this dating trend. Cuffing season. Apparently I've been missing out. What is cuffing season? Essentially, it's the time of year, like right around now and into the, the later fall, where singles couple up for short-term partners for coziness and comfort to get them through the cold and lonely winter months. So I, I believe it's more of a northern phenomenon. Probably doesn't happen as much in California or Texas or Florida. Well, already cuffing season is, uh, is out of date because there's a new trend. This one is called winter coating. And this is when people hit up those they've already dated, hooked up with, or even been in a relation with, relationship with to convert them into a seasonal partner for the winter. So just as you brush off your coats and uh, shove them back in the, in the closet, when spring comes, uh, same thing happens with these winter coating partners. <laughs> So I don't know. Are you gonna are you gonna take part in cuffing season? Are you gonna winter coat, as it were? I don't know. I'm not great at sex. I'll admit it. I'm okay. I'm pretty vanilla. I don't know if I would ever. I've never used a gadget of any kind for self pleasure. I'm really not. I don't even really partake a lot of, like it just i i don't know i i don't get excited about about self-pleasure but i'm a futurist i like i like to know what's going to happen in the future and there's a guy a cybersecurity guru called dr nick patterson at a university in australia and he's jumped into the conversation about sex robots he's warns that it isn't just artificially intelligent military systems or infrastructure that could pose a threat, but sex robots. Here's the quote. Hackers can hack into a robot or robotic device and have full control of the connections, arms, legs, and other attached tools, like in some cases, knives or welding devices. Often these robots can be upwards of 200 pounds and very strong. Once a robot is hacked... The hacker has full control and can issue instructions to the robot. The last thing you want is for a hacker to have control over one of these robots. 
Once hacked, they could absolutely be used to perform physical actions for an advantageous scenario or to cause damage. (laughs) So will there ever be a case of death by sex robot in the future? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I can imagine a scenario where a jilted ex-lover is also a computer expert able to hack into computer systems and maybe if her boyfriend has a sex robot who maybe he jilted her for, she breaks into the computer and she she makes the uh, the groin area extra tight so it crushes his manhood with the what I the term I love is a uh, dildonics. Dildonics is is the word they use for the sensation created by artificial sex robots and toys. Dildonics. Do you have pizza every week? I do. (laughs) I was worried that I was uh, eating pizza too much. Maybe I am, but I'm not alone. That's for sure. A survey came out and found that people eat pizza an average of 4.3 times per month. Survey found that 83% of respondents counted pizza as among their favorite foods. What's not to like? I think that's a red flag if someone doesn't like pizza. Uh, Favorite topping? Pepperoni. Not for me. Uh, Anchovies, the least favorite. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, And pizza style. This is is one that starts a lot of debates. Uh, New York style thin crust was the favorite pizza style with 38% choosing it. I've got two favorite pizza styles. And I think the problem with that survey is it may not cover all the regions where there, there are pizzas that are more popular than, than others. You have your uh, Chicago deep dish, your Detroit deep dish, your Napolitan, your New York style, your all the different styles of pizza. Turkish pizzas is good. Um, I'm a fan of the Neapolitan style pizza. Just a good margarita. Thin crust, but only put in the oven for basically less than two minutes in a super hot wood oven. But my all-time favorite pizza, and it's a little bit harder to find. It's not not super common, especially here in Toronto, although there have been some places popping up more recently. Detroit-style pizza. It's my deep dish of choice. It's essentially pizza that's baked in a cake pan. It's square. And when it's baked, the edges get kind of caramelized. And it's just a nice thickness. It's just the most delicious pizza you can have. There's a couple of places in Toronto. Detroit-style pizza. I like it. I think New York-style pizza is a little overrated. Chicago-style pizza it can be tasty, but it's really like, essentially, it's like a soup bowl. It's like a, a soup bowl made of dough with a soup made of cheese and tomato sauce. I remember getting a, a takeout Detroit style deep dish pizza and it was heavy to carry. Like that is a heavy, thick pizza. And if it's not done right, it's it's terrible. So Detroit style, if you get a chance, try Detroit style pizza. Let me know what you think. And uh, we'll come back next week. And, and if you want to leave a message, you can do so. Your favorite pizza.
Uh, hey, um, Richard's on the line here. I'm running out of time. So uh, please, if you have comments, uh, leave a message. And uh, let me just say here, leave a message and we will play it next week. He has uh, comments about Daniel Smith. And, and I appreciate all comments. You can call about that. Leave a message. Uh, you can call about pizza. Leave a message. The number is 647-6-YO-JOSH. 647-696-5674 is the telephone number. You can get old episodes at joshholidaylive.com. And you can get the socials and stuff there. But we do appreciate voicemails over emails because this is an audio formatted show and it's it's nice to share your opinion with the world. Have a good week. Turn on the lights, open the shades. The show's over, but the conversation continues. On Twitter at Josh Holiday, on the web at joshholidaylive.com, and hear missed episodes on your favorite podcatcher. Talk that rocks. Josh Holiday Live. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.